Good morning. It is November 23rd, Wednesday. Uh, one more day till Turkey Day. And um, right now I, I got a little bit of something to, to get off my chest right here. It concerns the guns, the guns industry, uh, the politics that, that let the guns industry run the way it wants and the, uh, and the politicians that don't do a damn thing to prevent guns from getting into the hands of people where that shouldn't and all this good stuff uh gun regulation to be to be more specific what i want to talk about is the um is this thing that popped up republican elect maxwell frost calls for a vote on assault weapons ban uh following a colorado springs shooting gen z florida representative is uh, calling for strong action against gun violence. The 45-year-old Army vet Richard uh, Viero, who beat up the gunmen, he's a hero. Good for him. Uh, here's the thing, though. As much as we still need people to be that strongly alert uh, whenever something like a gunman comes in and starts shooting up a place... You know, we still need the law and the politicians to do their part in complicating, through regulations, accessibility of those guns. Okay? I'm not saying that regulation is going to cure everything, but we all know full well that it's going to get in the way. And I've stated this before uh, through previous, uh, previous talks, especially after the Uvalde shooting. I've mentioned it. But when the Uvalde shooting came up, when Rob Elementary School uh, had 19 kids and two teachers lost uh, due to a gunman, you know, I had to bring it up again. Regulations do help prevent these kinds of killings. It gives you uh, a perfect chance to see the warning signs ahead of time. Now, those are all very debatable topics. So here's why I'm saying guns and the guns industries and everybody involved in it. They deserve the pressure that they're under right now. They deserve it. They earned this. They earned to be put under the microscope. They've earned to be talked about, debated on from, from let's save the gun industry all the way to let's banish it. Everybody's going to be throwing their hat in on this subject. And, uh, and rightly so. And rightly so. Another prime example about how regulations could have helped was the uh, the gay club shooting suspect evaded Colorado's red flag gun law. This is off of uh, AP News, Associated Press. In June of 21, June of last year, Anderson Lee Aldridge allegedly threatened his mother with a homemade bomb, something by now that we already know. Yet despite the whole neighborhood scare, there's no public record that prosecutors uh, moved forward with felony kidnapping and menacing charges against Aldrich, nor that the police or relatives tried to trigger Colorado's red flag law that would have allowed authorities to seize the weapons and ammo the man's mother says he had on him. Gun control advocates say this, is, this was an example of a red flag law ignored and with deadly consequences. And they're right in saying this. A witness to the bomb threat that day from uh, June of uh, last year. If the justice system followed through with something, with anything, 
uh, he likely would have had the access to be able to get a weapon and five people wouldn't have been dead. Okay, that's a damn good point. It sounds horrible, but it's a good point. Okay, the county's office declined to answer what happened after Aldrich's arrest last year, including whether anyone asked to have his weapons removed. The prosecutors did not pursue any charges in that case, and the records were sealed. Guys, if this doesn't call for, for regulations, at least regulations, then yeah, everybody that wants these weapons bans should get what they want. I mean, come on. You guys had a kidnapping and menacing charges. It had the entire neighborhood evacuated, for crying out loud, from a year ago. And everybody says, everybody's more than likely going to say, well, the mother was wrong. We didn't see anything like that. That's irrelevant if you didn't see anything like that. You should have put a regulation on that fool for doing such a stupid thing. He should have served time for it. Even if the homemade bomb was a dud, it doesn't matter. It's the simple fact that he constructed one. You know, that's all I'm saying. Anybody and everybody has every single right to go for a weapons ban, to make a calling, to influence the politicians who are now uh, stepping into the limelight saying, well, let's look into it, you know? Because not everybody can be as lucky as Richard Fierro. And for the record, he was lucky. It said that it was done at a club. I mean, shoot, you've got very little chances of survival in a club because everything is so spread and out into the open. There's no corners to run around and all this good stuff. And most of the time, booths are open-ended booths. They're not really, um, they're not really back to back to where you could get some kind of shielding. You know, it's usually just these high top tables and then the chairs at the bar, which if you're lucky, you can jump over for protection if you're anywhere near that bar. But the rest of the place, the dance, the uh, the DJ booth, all of that, including the high top, the uh, the uh, high top tables, the the um, I, I think I guess they're called four high, uh, four foot high tables. You know, I mean, dude, that's not going to provide you any kind of shelter or blockage or anything. It's not going to provide you any kind of protection or shielding. Plain and simple. You know, not every he was very lucky to have stopped that gunman. But we can't be relying on luck. We can't allow these politicians to say, look, you can stop a gunman if you really tried to, if you really wanted to. We can't let them get away with saying this kind of crap. And what about the ones that didn't even see it coming, a lone wolf attack styled? Okay? And what I'm referring to is this next article. Uh, woman dead, son injured, following shooting uh, a Mesa uh, parking lot suspect thought they were involved in crimes okay this was a 65 year old kenneth montgomery admitted to the police he went looking for two cars which he thought were involved in prior criminal activity okay unloading as many bullets into those two cars as he could with the guns that he had 
When the detectives asked if he intended to kill the victims, he said, God damn right, anybody would have. According to the police report, Montgomery did not feel guilty about shooting the victims. And he admitted he decided to shoot them earlier that morning, even after he was contacted by police during an unrelated call. Okay, those are all clear warning signs, people. He was calling for an entirely different, he was called, contacted with the police for an entirely different call. Every policeman that comes across somebody for whatever kind of a call, the main thing that they got to tell them is to calm down. You don't pull your weapon on somebody unless your life is in immediate danger. That's the law. Not whether or not you think a crime is going on. Hell, even in Texas, you're allowed to shoot your neighbor's burglar. But even still, life has to be threatening before that happens. You know, there has to be somebody defenseless in there. If nobody's in the house and you witness it, you call the police. That's the reasonable, most common sense thing to do. So for this thing to take place over, and I think it was uh, Mesa, Arizona... Uh, for this thing to take place over there it, and have this guy saying, damn right, anybody, I, I killed them and I had every intention of killing anybody else would have and all this other stuff. That's just a bunch of BS. Regardless of whatever crime that was going, he thought was going on. What if there was a kid in there? What if it was a human trafficking operation? What the hell is this guy doing unloading as many bullets as he had in his gun? that were in his guns, you know, what the hell was he doing doing that for? If there's a child in there, you know, so he's got no excuse. Child, an old lady, drugs, you know, he shoots the, the, the cars up for drugs when you know full well that once they get busted with drugs, the first thing they're gonna do is rat to get out, rat out their, their colleagues or their connection you know, that's how, that's how you, once, once the law enforcement puts the pressure on him, a couple of weeks in, in, uh, in the state pen will have him changing his tune very easily, you know, or the woman's tune. I don't give a damn how many people say they never rat, they never tell nobody, they never said nothing about nobody, nothing and this and all that. That's a bunch of bullshit. They all fold. This 65-year-old Kenneth Montgomery had no reason to commit this form of uh, vigilantism through assumption-based crimes. Assumption-based. Because remember, he went looking for these cars that he thought were involved in prior criminal activity. You know, he didn't have anything on them. And he went out and shot them. To top it all off, he made himself known to police under an entirely different unrelated call, which was probably like trespassing or some shit. I don't really know. But if the cops weren't handling him before, you know, that means they were leaving him open to for, you know, for uh, taking his word for it. And, and they were to assume that Montgomery was going to behave himself, which is what cops usually tell people to do whenever there's some kind of disgruntled 
thing or some kind of uh, uh, bigoted situation or whatever. You know, whatever complications. Okay, I'm a rideshare driver. I get people trying to stare me down. I get people that try to be punks with me in my vehicle. And I have to throw them out of the car. I have to sometimes uh, warn them that, you know, that if they don't get out, I'm going to force them out as provided by Texas law because you're in my four-wheel property. Now, in my four-wheel property, I could throw you out. I know there's some video of some guy who actually just sat there and took whatever verbal punishment that he was taking in some California-based uh, city. And, you know, kudos go to him, man. He, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a far more tolerant and patient man than I am. You know, uh, I've had to kick out guys that wanted to perform sex in my back seat, you know. I've had to kick out guys that tried to uh, 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 be very rude and mean and, and talk loud at me. Uh, I've had to kick out people that tried to ignore me as if I was beneath them. And I pulled over and I, you know, I told them to get the fuck out of my car. Plain and simple. So I didn't even have to tell, I didn't even have to remind them of the law that this is my four-wheel property and you've worn out your welcome. You know, I didn't have to go that far because if I did, then would come the fighting, which I have no problem with. Um, but nevertheless, you know, whenever something like that happens, you have to call the police to file a citizen's report. Otherwise, if you say you were in my place, the rideshare driver, uh, if you were in my place, you would be considered the threat. You would be considered the bad guy. Okay? That's the law. You have to call any kind of dispute like that, especially if you have to pull a weapon on them. If I have to, if I have to warn them, I got a weapon, I will use it on you if you do not get the hell out of my four-wheel property. Those exact words... You know, if I have to even share that information that I have a weapon, I have to call the police and let them know this guy was being a problem. Okay. This guy was being a problem. He was being, uh, he started to become an, uh, an immediate danger, but I prevented that by warning him that I had a, a weapon. And from that point on, the cop says, you know, you should call us first, you da, 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 the whole shake the finger at you, which you have to take, okay? Uh, just trust me on that. You have to put up with it. Otherwise, they're gonna, you're going to try to argue with them. or I've got rights and all this other crap. And they're going to be very, very upset with you, say. And they're going to be ready to put the cuffs on you for being agitating. So you got to take the finger shaking at, at you. And then you have to hear them say, behave yourself from this point on. Don't give me any reason to come back. To see you in this situation again okay and then you say okay you agree to it and that's the verbal agreement that you make with the law okay you can't be going out looking for anybody else at any other different level of crime or citizen rights civil civil rights the key words are looking for Okay, now to this article, the man admitted to police he went looking for the two cars, in this particular case, the two cars which he thought were involved in prior criminal activity. Okay, that alone makes him very guilty, you know. 
but he shouldn't have been able to have unload as many bullets that were in his guns, you know, or one gun, whatever, however many bullets he actually had. He might have had a couple of clips on him. I don't know the exact uh, rules. And then for him to act like he is, he was uh, a true patriot. When detectives asked if he intended to kill the victims and he responds, God damn right, anybody would have. No, he's wrong. He is wrong right there. He decided to shoot them earlier that morning. He, he made it very clear of his intentions. He did not feel guilty. He decided to shoot them earlier that morning, even though he was contacted by the police during an unrelated call, which means this was a problem that he had with somebody or sometime or whatever concerning somebody else. And now he's making a disruption uh, with this killing. He went from disgruntled person to a killing. Okay. And that's just wrong. When you got warning signs like this, you know, a red flag has to be raised in order to prevent this kind of killing from taking place. Now, whether or not he agreed to behave himself, ergo the police took his, for his word, I have no earthly idea. The article that I read just said he was contacted by police during an unrelated call, despite the fact that he went uh, looking for people to kill. So I have no clue as to whether or not he gave them his word and then just completely did a 180. Uh, but that's, you know, that's for upcoming investigations, revealances. Okay. Speaking of disgruntled, about 10 p.m. last night over Eastern time, this is Central time, so it would be about 9 something here in Texas. Uh, but over in, in Chesapeake, Virginia, multiple deaths and mass shootings at a Walmart store. Uh, shooting leaves seven people dead including gunmen, multiple injuries. Here's the thing, presumably, here's what caught my attention, presumably, a manager went into, or ex-manager, I don't really know just yet, he might have been a former employee, uh, but he was a manager. He was at the management level. Former or current, it doesn't matter. Here's the thing, he went into the break room and started shooting at employees, killing a total of seven, leaving multiple injured. This is a possible disgruntled employee hate crime. This is a possible politically motivated uh, or social issue motivated hate crime. No differently than over in Arizona, Mesa, Arizona, back to Mason, Arizona with Kenneth Montgomery, where this was uh, uh, looking for to commit a hate crime, you know, with every intention, as he as he stated, he decided to shoot them earlier that morning. Okay? A disgruntled social issue is what this is concerning Kenneth Montgomery. He profiled two people. And their last names were Leota, which, was, uh, which is in Italian. Montgomery, obviously Irish. But I seriously doubt that this was a race uh, or national nationalist nationality or nationalist uh, 
hate crime. It could have been, you know, no differently than white on white, English versus Irish back in the, uh, back in the 1800s. This could be uh, um, a white Irish versus a white Italian, you know, technically a Sicilian. Uh, Leoda is, uh, is the, um, is the name and it originates out of uh, Sicily. But Islander based uh, uh, versus Islander based because both Ireland and Sicily are both islands. Island based American versus Island based American. Um, this kind of disgruntled stuff is 100% you know, based off of some kind of hate that's developed, you know, there should be no reason for that gunman in Virginia to shoot down other workers. You know, there should be no reason in Arizona for this senior guy to go shooting after a mom and son who went out, who were shopping, you know, at a shopping mall in a parking lot. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. It's just downright stupid, regardless of whatever the whatever the reasons may be. Okay. Let's say that those two that he thought were criminals, let's say that they were doing something felony-ish. Okay. Let's say they were committing felonies. Committing felonies need if you commit a felony, there's usually a big reward for it or a payout. Okay. You kill those two dudes, those two people, a woman and, a, and her son, you know, in this case, you kill the two that were, that were a part of criminal activity. You're killing whoever it is that you're, you're losing, you're missing out on everybody that's paying out. Okay. You're missing out on the ones that are paying out. Kenneth Montgomery shot two people, which he presumed was a criminal activity. And now we're not going to know who it was or what organization was to benefit off of that. What benef what organization was going to pay? And in my opinion, I think it should also be, um, shouldn't be just a gun issue. It should be a criminal issue. Um, you know, uh, a gang or organized crime issue. Because that could have just been completely for business. Now... Back to the shooting in Virginia. This guy, we can we can assume because it was presumably a, a hate crime, uh, a disgruntled employee crime. Uh, that he just didn't like foreigners working there with him. Or that he didn't like women in general. Or he's the foreigner and he just views all of us Americans as just disgusting whatever kind of like the way in Camp Bullis uh, here in San Antonio. Uh, oh, excuse me. It was in Bamsey. Uh, Basic Army Medical Corps. Um, it was uh, it was uh, basically a uh, uh, Middle Eastern based man who was shooting down a bunch of combative doctors while they were all in training here in a, in a military base in, in San Antonio, here in San Antonio, Texas. Um, you know, and they were all going to be deployed to the Middle East too. This was around the time when, 
uh, we had stopped annihilating uh, Saddam Hussein's area and we had more people going back to Afghanistan to fight the Taliban, you know, and then a decade later to today's times, it's now finally over. But 10 to 15 years ago, um, yeah, we had a we had a Middle Eastern guy who just didn't like all these combat doctors that were in training and schooling. Um, and he just unleashed uh, his gun, his weapon in a cafeteria there. Now, this could have actually have been a man uh, who was from a foreign nation gunning down people in, in uh, the Walmart employee break room. Um, we don't know right now because this just happened last night. Um, and it, questions are still up in the air and all this good stuff. But whatever the case, um, guns were used in every single one of these manners. In, oh, shucks, including this very last article. P back to Arizona, Penal County. Murder suspect is on the run, considered armed and dangerous. Police are searching for 32-year-old Ismael Ortega Hernandez who shot his wife in front of a child, which was her child, and then fled on foot. The brave little child called the police. Uh, his mother, uh, Julieta Marin Amador, uh, age 30, unfortunately, she did not survive. This was a domestic violence uh, issue concerning uh, this Latino with Ismael Ortega Hernandez. It doesn't get any more Latino than that, you know. Um, more than likely, here's here's the thing about this, you know, th this guy, whether he had permission to own a gun or not, nobody knows yet. Uh, that information has not come up yet because this also just happened yesterday in the afternoon, uh, in the morning, I think. I actually, it was done in the morning at the same time that over in Mesa, Arizona, that shooting in the parking lot happened. Um, so here's the thing, all of these subjects, whether it be vigilantism, hate-based uh, vigilantism, angered domestic violence, disgruntled employee, and all the way from this Saturday, I mean, this is this is Wednesday right now, and all this stuff happened just on Tuesday uh, uh, and Saturday. From Saturday to Tuesday, you know, all the way back to the uh, gay club shooter, you know, Anderson Lee Eldridge, you know, who had who had should have had a red flag thrown on him from last year. You know, a red flag should have been placed on um, Kenneth Montgomery. For his disgruntledness, uh, you know, concerning different calls, even if they were unrelated to these two people that he gunned down. More than likely, a red flag should have been done on 32-year-old Ismael Ortega Hernandez. Because when you're going as far as feeling free enough to shoot your wife, you know there's been possible problems before this. You know, it's possible that this this had a record. I mean, I, you can't quote me yet. But, you know, it, it's more than likely true. It's more than likely the cops had to be called on somebody who's gone that far. 
who's willing to go. Key words. Also, the multiple deaths at Chesapeake, uh, Virginia. You know, nobody just thinks one day, you know, I ought to shoot these mother lovers. Nobody thinks like that. They've had something going on in their mind to where they can face up to it as reason to commit this crime. There should have been warning signs. There should have been warning signs. So right back to the very beginning of this episode, Representative-elect Maxwell Frost calls for a vote on assault weapons ban. You know, this old thing again, which technically, damn right. <laughs> You're darn right. It should be, it should be brought up all over again. And it should be brought up again and again after that and again after that every time until these red flag warning laws are actually used. Until these preventative measures are actually taken. Until regulations after regulations after regulations say that this person should have or not have a gun in his hand. And there's going to be a lot of topics that's, that says, well, you don't know if he's crazy or whatever and all this sense of no, but a regulative law that examines him would. It's not going to stop the crazy man from doing it. No, that's true, but it's a great preventative measure. 9-11 is the prime example of that. And I hate to be, sound like a broken record, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Look, people. How many planes were, how many jets are used to knock down government buildings or economic buildings? The Twin Towers was a uh, 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 money, a money thing, okay? There might have been some government agencies or departments in that building that rented it. Sure, but it was mostly about money. The Twin Towers was about profit. The Twin Towers was about big income, global income. Global income that an entirely country decided to knock down. And they did it by stealing uh, uh, commercial jets because they couldn't sneak bombs into the place anymore like the way they did in 1993, which was a stroke of luck uh, because, um, you know, the, the entire building actually managed to hold itself together, you know. So the, the, the middle, the terrorists... The anti-Americans knew that that wouldn't work. So they tried using commercial uh, jets to crash into these uh, buildings uh, and, and bring it down that way. And it worked good for them. However, it stopped immediately after that. You know, laws, regulations were put into place to where nobody can uh, can get a pilot's license and just skip the landing. Oh, I don't need to know how to land the plane that's now a warning sign as is any other um background check that's being done now for anybody that wants to learn how to fly it's just plain and simple common sense people back to this gun issue you know how many what uh, gun attacks, lone wolf attacks, do you think can be prevented with regulations? At, with regulations, the same regulations that have stopped an aerial bombing threat by way of using commercial airlines. 
After all, how many of our government agencies has been knocked down by a commercial airline after 9-11? You know, I can count on with one hand how many planes crashed, sure. But how many of them was used to be uh, self-made bombs, hijacked planes, turned into bombs on government agencies, on, on, uh, on, uh, hell, on businesses and, 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 uh, money-making, uh, whatever businesses. There hasn't been any, uh, trade posts bombed in that manner. There hasn't been any, um, uh, uh, trucking agencies that's been banned. There hasn't been any refineries that have been bombed this way. There hasn't been any, uh, banks or any headquarters of banks that have been bombed this way. There hasn't been any credit card companies like the Fight Club uh, thing. You know, there hasn't been anything like that. Nobody's launched an attack anyway by using a commercial plane through regular because of regulations. Okay, nobody's done that. So what harm would it really be? How communistic or socialistic or or Marxist or or any of this stuff? How? How bad would it actually be to have regulations on our guns? Background checks, mental health checks. Is that really so bad? Is that really so bad? To see that it doesn't go into the hands of a lunatic douchebag? And yeah, I'm saying douchebag. Kenneth Montgomery, who suspected two people of crimes, you know, even if he was correct, Handled the matter entirely the wrong way with a goddamn gun. Because he's just this dumbass. Which I also think IQ tests should be put into play. 32-year-old... Oops, excuse me. 32-year-old Ismael Ortega Hernandez shot his wife and ran on foot in Pino County, Arizona. Meaning he more than likely has got a connection of somebody that can drive him across the border. Which you know full well, all the gun lovers are going to say, um, this is why we need more border walls. No, this is why we need more gun regulations. Because as we clearly see, nobody's gonna, no wall is going to stop the fool from jumping over it onto this land or his, onto this country or the next country. You need gun regulations, we need background checks, we need checks on this and that and all this other stuff. Any domesticated violence. Okay, if you want really, really security from uh, immigrants, how about any domesticated violence call uh, concerning this migrant is also required for an immediately search and seizure of any guns or illegal things that uh, the guy uh, has on his person. Okay? That is also the benefits of regulation. That is also a part of preventing uh, harsher thing. That's not to say if he was intended to kill his wife, you know, he was going to do it anyway. True. But there's a fighting chance when she's getting beat up. There's a chance of survival and running away before she gets beaten to death, alerting the, the, the law enforcement. There's a fighting chance of saving her life once this guy is apprehended and she is sent to a hospital and the boy is sent to somebody that can protect uh, you know, her son. There's a huge benefit out of this regulations. 
you know, but you're going to hear nothing but a bunch of crap coming out of those that are gun supporters that are just taking it way too far and demonizing everything concerning enjoying the right to bear arms. You know this is true. So for this uh, this 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 thing for uh, the politicians to start up again for gun activists to start up again for gun control activists to start up again, dude, rightly so. More power to them. That's what I say. Because if the people who are saying there shouldn't be a limit, uh, there shouldn't be any regulations on guns, uh, for them to say that and have absolutely no evidence to back that up, man, to hell with them. They had their chance, you know, screw these people. They deserve what they get. But that's my, uh, that's my spew on that. I had to let all this out because holy crap, all this violence just started coming up. I wanted to do a happy Thanksgiving and I wanted to talk about the Thanksgiving issue. I'm, I'm very tired. So I'm just going to dumb it down real quick. I'm very tired of everybody saying the truth about uh, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, and I'm doing that in quotations and I really don't know why you can't see that. I'm sorry. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that Indians sat on the floor and the white people didn't even want them there. And, uh, Indians were like teaching a uh, white man, everything. And the white men didn't even want them there. And all this is the crap. And then they went on talking to, you know, every single, um, and, and I really don't, say this to them because I, I don't want to upset them because I still love them. But every single one of my native's uh, cousins, every single one of my native cousins, the North American native based, because I'm Mesoamerican based, uh, I've got two up here in what is now called the U.S., uh, the Coahuila Tech and Hokan in my genealogy uh, lineage, but they originate three to four hundred years uh, before out of Oaxaca, uh, Oaxaca, Mexico, uh, from about three to 400 years prior to the, uh, two to 300 years that they've been living up here in, in, in what is now called North America, the U S. Okay. Um, my lineage goes from those as based off of those three, um, tribes, which technically are all uh, Nahuatl or Uto Aztecan, Nahuatl Aztecan, Uto Aztecan based, uh, uh, languages, which means they're Mesoamerican. Um, all, you know, we're, we're all Chicano in the Alpha of a Mexica, uh, lineage. Uh, so, uh, descendants of the Mexica, which means I am not Native American, I'm Mesoamerican. Um, and, and, and back to the subject of Thanksgiving, you know, I really, really wish that we could actually give thanks, take the time to keep the message, you know, don't forget, yeah, not true, don't forget the ugly realities of those times, the ugly uh, realities of the incidences that took place. But this thing, Thanksgiving, a ceremony, you know, it's a good thing to keep. It's a good thing to keep, you know. It's like Valentine's Day. Technically, we really don't need a day to tell the loved ones that we love, you know, that we love them, you know, but we go with the commercialized, 
portion of it because it's it's not, it's still nice anyway to have a ceremony to have a celebration of love okay so why not just keep this thanksgiving ceremony or celebration you know of of being thankful you know technically we don't need it to be thankful we can be thankful every day for the stuff that we've got but honestly it's not going to hurt to keep that portion and 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 spit on the the demon the the negative version the flip side version of thanksgiving it might have been true they didn't want the actual indians to be there but without them they wouldn't have survived you know and i honestly think that's a fact that we should actually hang on to <laughs> um you know because it's a great rub it in the face kind of fact uh, and, and I think it's really, really great to do it without demonizing the white man, without calling them the the, de the devils, without calling them white devils. Um, um, I, I don't know how many people out there are actually in tune of this, but here with my fellow indigenous, even my indigenous cousins, there's there's a side of us, there's a flip side of us that really, really would rather let their anger take precedence into their train of thought into this um, annual celebration. And, 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 and somebody like myself, who's always grown up with different various parts of the world, uh, with different cultures and different nationalities, hell, even different religions, um, I've grown up amongst them and I can honestly say they wouldn't have a problem regardless of their religion or nationality into doing a Thanksgiving thing one particular ceremony of peace you know and breaking bread so to say you know despite the fact that again it's it's a Christian thing and I and I get that uh, it's also one that does not derive from an entirely different country or rigged or rewritten or resurfaced like the way Christmas with St. Nicholas. You know, before St. Nicholas, it was Krumpus and it was a demon looking deity that didn't do, for some reason, didn't do anything but paddle children, which I think is uh, pretty disgusting. But that's beside the point. Um, you know, not everybody still celebrates Christmas or Krampus, you know, but Thanksgiving could be as universal as Halloween and Valentine's Day. Um, and the reason why I say this is because Halloween is the one holiday that every nationality and religion celebrates, regardless of religion, you know. And for the most part, everybody says, well, I don't celebrate Halloween because I'm not a devil worshiper. Well, to be honest, the devil worshipers don't pray to the devil on Halloween. They also put their pentagrams over to one side and celebrate the, 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 the holiday no differently than Christians do. Despite the fact that Halloween here in the U.S. is, is a Christian thing, you know. It's based off of a Celtic, 
I think, Celtic or Gaelic, I can't remember, uh, 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 ceremony. But it it was completely rewritten for a Christian-based uh, ceremony here in the States by the Christian ruling, okay? And, and it's been adopted and, and loved and cherished and used and celebrated through throughout the entire world now. Valentine's Day is up there with them. Valentine's Day, you know, the celebration of love, heart-shaped this, uh, candies and, 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 and roses and, and, and anything that just triggers the positive, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not endorphins, but the, uh, the other ones aphrodisiacs anything that that is an abrasive uh an active aphrodisiac okay thanksgiving could be this very same ceremony regardless of its past regardless of where it came from because at least we can at least say yeah it was the white men that didn't even want the indians but yeah but no kids were paddled you know there were no children being beaten and everybody celebrating I think that's disgusting. I think it's just, it's a really bad, nasty joke. You know, it reminds me of high five, that guy, high five. You know, uh, we all laughed. You're not getting this. Well, one day he broke through the cage and he got it. And we all laughed. High five, that guy, Borat. Sorry about this. Oh my God. My memory is right now. You know, it's a real bad, nasty joke. Crumpus, you know, paddling your children and everybody in celebration. Hooray! You know, it's just disgusting. You know, and, and and Thanksgiving does not have that. Thanksgiving has the basic theme, which is two different nationalities of two different cultures and even two different religious religions had a day of peace with a dinner in in thanks with thankfulness okay there's nothing wrong with that what's wrong with that you know was there any flip side suit nastiness to that incident i'm sure there was i'm sure there was a lot of also like i haven't researched it yet but i'm sure there is those that had uh valentine's day uh some some uh anger and hate and some kind of issues uh, concerning Valentine's Day, you know, that made everybody say, well, let's like make this the day of love, you know, the day in celebration of love or commemorating love and all this good stuff. If you look into the history, I'm, I have no doubt that that's actually what it derived, that before that day, there was a lot of hate. There was a lot of disgruntledness. There was a lot of op opposition, just like the way there is with Thanksgiving. So, uh, I know I was going to make this a short brief, whatever the hell, but I just kept on rambling and rambling and rambling, and I do apologize for that. I'm going to stop right now. Um, I might actually erase this and just start over again, but uh, and just do two separate whatchamacallits, but we'll see. For right now, uh, I want everybody to stay safe out there. Please keep uh, practicing safe measures. Keep in touch with your loved ones and whoever it is that you're getting together with for Thanksgiving. Um, keep an eye out for everybody that's working the holiday. Um, try to have your phone on ready, on call, and all this stuff just in case uh, an emergency is made. 
uh, an emergency needs to be done or they just really need to talk to you or you need to talk to them, whatever. Uh, stay safe out there. Um, these past um, gun incidences, you know, I, I still have to give my best advice. Anytime you see somebody with a gun shooting, try to hide, try to get out of line of sight. So that way you're not hit, you know, big props go again to Richard uh, Fierro for being in that nightclub and uh, and being able to tackle him. I'm almost positive that if we that if we review the uh, the incident, he himself was always on his blind side, the gunman's blind side, um, in order to get up, creep up to him and tackle him down and beat him up. Um, I'm I, I, hoping that the best advice that I'm giving you guys also helps as well. Um, tomorrow's the day. Let's all give thanks. Let's try to avoid any troubles. Y'all take care. Y'all take it easy. This is Chris with Chris's Comments signing out.